0: On this episode, we really dive into how pacing affects your overall thoughts on a video game. And we have Larry proclaiming
1: this. I feel like this is gonna be a lot of people's favorite 2D side-scroller they've ever played. It's an experience. There are moments in this game that a lot of these games, when done correctly, you just set your, you kind of push back and you kind of watch the screen. You're like, this is freaking beautiful. Let's dive in to Planet of Lana.
0: Welcome to Bits of Time, where we ask the simple question: Is this video game worth your time? But more importantly, welcome to 2024. Coming to you from the past, but I hope it's an exciting start to the year.
1: Yeah, happy New Year, everybody, and hopefully, uh, my leg is healed by then. <laughs> <laughs> a tennis injury from the summer—well, actually, the fall. We got it from the fall, and we
0: got—and not we. It's just you. I am still slightly, only broken mm-hmm. a little
1: bit. Yeah, Planet Alana, brother.
0: Yeah, so we are talking here about twenty a game that came out in 2023. You're listening in 2024. That's exciting. A little side-scroller indie darling. It took me four hours, seven minutes, and 51 seconds to make it to the end, and I do think it is worth your time, but there's some caveats.
1: Okay, so I have some massive caveats for this game. I spent five hours and three minutes, but there's also reasons which we'll, we can get into. Or you know what? We can just get right into it. This well, game's well, on Game Pass.
0: Well, uh, yes, worth your time, not. That's the yes. whole
1: shtick of Earth. Very much so, again, with I, literally your exact saying there, with some caveats.
0: Okay, so what is the main thing for you?
1: Uh, my two biggest issues are, on controller, this game is absolutely infuriating. Uh, trying to little get your little Pokemon guy to go places <laughs> is infuriating, which is why I actually switched to PC. Uh, and secondly... I think this game, you could have removed the first hour and 10 minutes and condensed it down to like 5 to 10 minutes. And this game would be potentially like in gaudy contender territory with how the, the back half of this game operates. The forest and beach regions in this game just keep coming at you. And they're so boring. And the part that killed me, I literally set this game down. I didn't think, I thought I would be talking to you about a week and a half ago, and saying, yep, I spent about an hour and 40 minutes in this game, and then I stopped, was you're in the forest region at the beginning of the game, you get all the story beats, everything, you know, robots come in, capture our sister, we don't know what's going on, so we're trying to find her. Slow down there. That opening is so freaking oh, oh, okay. good, though. But so we'll, we'll get back to that. I just want to finish my loop on this complaint. So, you're in the forest region, and then you go into the cave, and we get, we get some story beats in that cave that are pretty fascinating but then guess what once you're done with the cave which gets kind of dull for me personally just visually you walk back out and that's the perfect time to do a landscape change nope we're right back into the forest (laughs) again and I was like oh man did that hurt my just feel for the game for a while but anyways go back so you mentioned the beginning you really liked the beginning what'd you like about it so I think it does an
0: Excellent shift of tone. You have this very bright Studio Ghibli Ghibli style art, you know, bright colors, watercolor themed. You're kind of on this resort paradise type thing. You know, it's a little bit not as civilized or anything like that. And you're just having fun. You're this young girl and you're just jumping around this village. And then you go up to this very nice scenic area and then the frickin' invasion is so well done. I think just seeing them just come down on nowhere and how quickly it happens. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I would argue there's something really crazy about the graphics in this game. Like visually, this game is an absolute freaking treat. And mm-hmm. it does like I, I'll give you this. Like the beginning of the game, which is why I said I think you could have done a lot of this in about that 10 minute segment. Is you get the this tranquil place, life's good. It almost has like Final Fantasy 10 like, beach Mm. vibes Uh, from the beginning. Kilika? Kilika, yeah. Yeah. It has those vibes, and that's kind of what I was feeling for it. And then, yeah, you get, like, just here's the threat. Here's what this game's about. And if you watch the trailers, you knew that this was coming. Which I
0: hadn't, so that was a treat.
1: (laughs) So, and for me then, it just became, all right, so as for most games, I now know why I'm going to be running to the right side of the screen. (laughs) (laughs) I need to figure out where did they take my sister, where did they take all of our people, and what are they doing with them?
0: Okay, and so how I'm very, very high on the beginning of this game, I'm in agreement with you. I think the biome diversity is a problem. But for I the think first half. For the first half. And I think the major problem actually is the mystery is gone. You know what the threat is, mm. and I know what I need to do, where games that we've covered before, like Little Nightmares and Limbo, you don't really know what's going on all the way until the very end. Yep. This game, I already know what's happening. Now, that does change when you get to the cave mm. and you find your first shrine. You're like, okay, what actually is going on? So yes. they have a little bit more mystery, but the mystery is secondary, and I think that hurts this style of
1: game. I, I would argue the big thing that happened with me because of the diversity of the landscapes was that you basically nailed it on a tee. I didn't have something pulling me further like i would actually argue games like this game feels like play dead made it with the inspiration of like far Lone sales which we did in season one Ooh, that's
0: another good one
1: yeah it had those vibes there's literally a scene there's two scenes in this game that like i sort of got are copied out of far Lone sales and there's one scene that is copied out of inside and we can talk about those <laughs> <laughs> but for me it was i didn't have the drive for the first hour and 20 minutes like for me it, it's i would argue yeah about an hour and 20 minutes where i was like mm, man am i gonna keep going here and it i had the i've always liked these style of games there's got to be something there's got to be something and i even read a couple of people talking about how much they like this game this game got nominated for like indie game of the year for some small uh game awards show thing popping up for the month of october and november so there's a lot here but man did it start off slow for me i yeah. really i almost didn't think i was going to be able to beat this game
0: and it's weird cuz obviously we have to talk about the puzzles that they are. They aren't The thing about it is you technically do the same thing throughout the game, which I don't mind, honestly. Mm. A lot of like inside the varying puzzles definitely change as you go through the experience. This one, you're kind of doing the same things just in different orders. I still found them um engaging enough, but there was parts where I saw what I needed to do, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> like, I know I need. there's like two to three things I need to do before I get to the end of the screen, mm. and that's never a good thing.
1: So let me know if this makes sense to you, but I, the way that I have started coming across my viewpoint on puzzles and especially these type of games is there's two types of puzzles. There's the puzzle where it feels like our character in-game has to deal with it, and then there's the puzzles where it feels like the player, us, has to deal with it and in this game it felt most of the time it was an annoyance for me as the player and not the character where mm. farlone sales inside uh even like little nightmares it felt like things our character had to deal with i it, to me it felt like these puzzles were just thrown into the game for us to, to delay going forward where and i think i tried to say this with farlone sales where it just felt like and it's the same thing they weren't just Puzzles—they were obstacles, which I get—is the same thing, but it's, it's
0: very different because obstacles are more world building. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And so, to me, these didn't feel world building. They felt like, okay, we got to stop the player from just moving across the screen.
0: Felt the more limbo. Yeah, limbo. Yes, we were both not high on limbo, and that w- which is funny because I think this game is better than limbo.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, agreed. I, I would, I would definitely put it ahead of limbo. I, you know, we'll maybe end our trajectory on. I'm not sure, like, it's not, it doesn't reach the heights of Inside or Far Lone Sails for me. Um, I know
0: if you're confused, we have not covered Inside on this podcast. We've just talked
1: about it a we lot. We talked about it. It's, and it's, it's on lists on our YouTube, so yeah. there you go. But, again, and that's why I would say, there to me, this game switched for me. So, The Cave did a pretty good job of, with some of the kind of wall paintings and drawings. where It's like just little story building moments where I was like, hmm, okay, what's And what's that going got on me here?
0: intrigued there. Yeah. I was like, okay. Is there something more to these this invasion?
1: Well, because it you started, they started dropping the hints early, and I guess we could probably say spoiler warning at this point, sort of. Yeah, just because I don't want to spoil anything for you if it's something you want to play, so you've been warned. But this is kind of when I started noticing. Okay, are they harming the people they're kidnapping? Because it did. It, you started seeing. It seemed like there was a friendly nature to what was happening with the AI and the robots and the people they were kidnapping.
0: I thought you got that from the shrines. I got, the, that from, the I got that from
1: the paintings. Yeah, because oh. there was a couple of them. There was one where you could see very early on there was a robotic person and a human. They had painted them right next to each other, hmm. and to me that was very deliberate, even early on.
0: So in my head, I thought this was because I, apparently I suck at foreshadowing. I, like <laughs> these had come before. Which I assume they maybe they had. Uh,
1: yeah. It, it, there's, I mean, I still have a lot of questions about the story. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. I don't know if I got everything right. Yeah. But oh, my gosh, the real of what it is, though, is cool. Yes. Very, very cool. So for me, the game completely changed. And I thought, I think this game has one of the most brilliant and beautiful transitions and landscapes I've ever seen in a game. Because I was sick and tired of the. So when you, right when you get done fighting, you're in like the misty wood area. Mm, okay. And. Well, actually, we could even talk about it before that real quick the the chime puzzle. I thought was kind of cool. It that I is, had to look that one up.
0: That's the only one I yeah. had to look oh, up too. <laughs> okay. Like I, I think I knew what I had to do, but I was off by just a little bit. And then the last one, I was completely off. Like yeah. I think there's one, two, three. There's four or five things you have to like. You slide. have to slide. Yep, yep. And one, I was completely off on. Yeah. I was like.
1: How did I how are you supposed to know this? I went through two different things. I first thought I was like okay, well I just got to get the thing to hit all the all the chimes. And I did that and then nothing still happened. I'm like, "Oh, okay, there's another layer to this." And that's what happened to me is there was about two or three different times I thought I had all the platforms moved in the right spot and I was just like, "Oh, okay, nothing's happening."
0: I felt yeah. good that when I looked it up I was like like 3 or 4 of the 5 or 3 were on. I was like, "All right, I don't know what, <laughs> but I had no idea." There must have been something in the background yeah. to, like, symbolize where this last one was
1: supposed to be, and I have no idea where it was. So, but I think it's a key point that we talk about this, though, because that, to me, me looking up that puzzle, I didn't care enough to figure out how to solve it because I was already struggling at the pacing with the game at this point. Yes. And so for me, which is what made getting done with that and going back out into the forest. So tragic. <laughs> like, Oh, I, I'm back here. Again, I was like, huh? Yeah. And it's like, you're doing the same, like, okay, here's the little robot things. You got, well, I get, we can talk about the, the little Pokemon thing that we get too. So uh, the added mechanic there, like, what'd you think of that? You know what? I think I did like it. It was,
0: I love really, I love Petinum. I love, that was great. And I think it, I like that it comes full circle, especially towards the end of the game. Mechanically, I think it is, You do struggle a little bit, especially when you have to do things orderly quickly. Yeah. Orderly quickly. You have a time limit, uh, otherwise you're going to get stabbed or shocked or whatever by these robots that are chasing you. I think the controls are a little wonky.
1: So I guess this is where I can at least explain. So I had an interesting experience with this game. So I, if you look at my Xbox profile, it probably says I played hour 20, something like that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just switch over to PC Game Pass. I'll play it on there. And I had set the game down because I was frustrated with it. So I I let like a week or so go by. In the interim, I was talking to Ryan and we were looking like... Ryan's my buddy. We were looking for another game to play for the fall together because we hadn't really done anything in a while. And, you know, we were waiting on Diablo for the next season to hit because I can't get back into it. And so I was looking through my Steam library and I was like, here, we were thinking about maybe... Jumping back into Borderlands 2, because we have that version of it. While I was doing that, I saw Planet Alana in my Steam library. I pulled a little brother. I apparently pre-ordered that game at some point. I remember you were excited about that yeah. game, yeah. I honestly don't remember pre-ordering it. And I don't know why I would have pre-ordered it on Steam, but I did. And at that point, I was like, well, I got to make my money work right here. <laughs> so I then restarted the frustrating part of the game on Steam... And played through it on Steam that way. Mm. And I will say this: the controls aren't infinitely better, but controlling it so the complaint that I think maybe we both have, or at least I have, is there's no UI or on screen detection of like your limit to how far your cursor points and like when it jumps from one spot. It's more of a feel thing. Yeah, it's like an arc. But the arc isn't animated or shown. It's just invisible. So you just have like your little prompt. Which
0: honestly prompt. I think was the right way to go. I mean maybe because it, it doesn't kill immersion.
1: Yeah, it feels like there could have been a way, because it's a technological game to maybe show something. Uh but yeah, so for me with the mouse, the mouse made this a little bit less frustrating and I was able to do all the button prompts much quicker. But that being said, yeah, so with our character, our little Pokemon guy or girl, we get I guess the ability to that adds that a lot of the puzzles are that it becomes literally you need to use this thing who can jump much higher than you to bite obstacles, to stand on things, to prolong parts of the map. And that's what a lot of the game entails. And I, I don't know if I'm in an agreement with you is like, I liked that implementation. I loved the side character.
0: Yeah. I don't know if, <sighs> yeah. So I'm, I'm back and forth on that. I think the partnership between the two is good. Like that story connection, the feel of the game, feeling a little bit less lonely and also just feeling different than mm-hmm. other of these side pl- side puzzle platformers. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's good. Whether that enhanced the puzzle experience, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, you know something I found actually really fascinating was so at no point do our characters speak English uh in anything that we under we can understand. And yet I felt like almost every time our character talked, I basically knew what they were saying. Isn't which I thought crazy? was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that I was really that. cool.
0: Yeah, apparently they made up their own language for this game. Yeah. And initially they weren't going to have any talking. I saw that in the dev notes. Uh, but that's pretty cool that they made up their own language yeah, for this. Yeah, that's pretty neat.
1: Cool. So, so then I guess then getting to right before the really cool transition, we have our quote-unquote like one of our first legit, I guess our a boss fight of sorts, right? Does that happen before the desert? Mm. Or is that after? I, uh, the, the giant uh oh, the, slug, the slug, slug guy thing.
0: The, yeah, that is right before because that's in the misty swamps. Yeah,
1: yeah, so okay. So we, we fight, you kinda do a sort of fight there. And I mean that fight was just you're just mashing a button for most of it. <laughs> and it's our character, our our little Pokemon guy. I I, I don't know what I don't remember what it's called.
0: E-e-mu-ina. There's Lana Lalu Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. And the beauty of technology, mu, M-U-I, so Lana and MU. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and so- you know, one thing I do have to say, Planet of Lana was developed in, <laughs> by Wishfully Studios and published by Thunderful Publishing on May 23rd, 2023. I also don't think we introduced ourselves this time, so my name <laughs> is Michael. Uh,
1: oh, that's a good point. I would
0: not want a planet named after me, because that would just be called Planet Michael, and that's... Actually, you know what? That actually has <laughs> an extra to
1: it. Play Michael. I yeah. love that you even though you, like, we introduced like when a game was developed and who it was developed by all over the place this season, it feels like, but you still felt the need to do a little intro I, uh, in yeah. the middle. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. my I'm, older brother Larry. Yeah. So hi. Yeah. So <laughs> but yeah, keep going. <laughs> so and, Muy. Muy. Like, yeah, maybe I think that's more how it's yeah. probably pronounced. But, okay, so once we get done with that, to me, the transition from this point into the desert is freaking beautifully done. It's, you get an actual, like, voiced song that kicks in. Oh, my God. And that,
0: it's... That is probably one of my best moments. Yeah. Favorite moments
1: in I, I mean, of 2023. Yeah. No, it's... That was such yeah. a beautiful scene. Like, so well. And the, the transition to it, because it, in a weird way, it is a time lapse done in real time. Yes. Which is really cool. And just really, really cool. Watching, I've never experienced anything yeah,
0: like that. Watching Mui like, go further away, and then they stop and look back for and, you, and it's like,
1: oh. And they zoom the camera out, oh, and then zoom so it back in. It's so
0: artistically beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh.
1: And so I would argue from this point on is when the game really started taking off for me. This is when I was like, okay. And so now I started, it felt like we got more biome diversity here. We started jumping through places a little bit quicker. I think this is one of the first times in a game I've ever played where I was excited for the desert region because <laughs> I was just so yeah. sick and tired of everything prior to this. Which is funny, but I do
0: the complaint of the biodiversity. I think they were in the forest slash beach areas too long. They needed one more to pluck in there to just, like they did with the cave, they needed one more of those moments.
1: Yeah, you know, the thing that's really fascinating about that is if you could have found a way to, because like the beach area arguably is beautiful. It's just there's so much of it with the forest that you kind of killed the lush beauty of it. Where if we were in more of like a a war torn like our village had gotten destroyed and they kept us in that and it was darker toned for a while and then we found our way to the beach, it feels oh, like maybe yeah, that I, could have meant a little bit more.
0: Just like that emotional roller coaster yeah. of atmosphere that I could see that mm-hmm. I I think they yeah either they need to switch around. When you went to certain places, or added another one, agreed. Yep. Which is something we talk about a lot on this podcast. Like adding just a little bit more, and sometimes I don't know, I don't have the. Do we have bad attention spans? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you would add to it. That's my always my problem. I'm like, well, what would they add? Like yeah, when we a... talk about
1: Kirby, like I don't know what other area you should add. Yeah, I wanted one more, but I don't know what it would be. That's fair. I, I still think for me it was. I think. Less is more for this game in that scenario. I know you're saying add more. I think you could have, if you just sped up some of the regions a little bit, maybe that would have also done the trick.
0: Maybe like, cut like one to two puzzles per area. I feel like this could have been like a, a two little.
1: to three, two and a half to like three hour game instead of like a three and a half to four and a half hour game. And I think that would have almost perfected it.
0: Yeah. See, I always wonder about that because then are you getting too much payoff too quickly?
1: I don't know. Yeah, that's fair too. It's you got to have a little bit of that mist, but th- OK, th- that's actually perfectly said, because that's the thing, right? The mystery sort the big mystery is revealed right at the very beginning. Like, how cool would it have been? I think, you know, we have the little robots that you can obviously see them early on. We deal with them quite often, but there's the scene where you're walking on foot. And then coming at you are the giant. Oh my gosh! Like that's so th- good. it's still like to me that would have been an amazing reveal, where it was like we didn't maybe see them. But then again, it's there's so many times the backdrop has like the giant. Oh my gosh! When you
0: when you see the mothership, yeah,
1: for the first time you're like, what is that? Well, because they also do like, is it the same scene where all of a sudden like the different colors? Oh, blinks. Okay, th-
0: seriously. That is like one of my favorite tones I've ever heard in a game.
1: I don't know what it is about it. It's just so beautiful. Do, do you remember there's the... So what, the, one of the other puzzles that I really struggled with was a little after the desert point when you're inside kind of the... I think, I believe we're inside the ship at this point. Uh, There's like a lift you're having to move around. Mm-hmm. The first time you go to like turn the lift on, the tone that beeps there is... So, like I want that as my text tone. I'm pretty sure it's the same. Tone. It, it, it may be. I felt like it was more distinct, but like Could y- be, to yeah. your point though, there is something beautiful, but like when you see the mothership and it changes the colors of the ring mm-hmm. and you hear that tone. And it's, it's funny so because well those
0: are what all the robots are doing, but it's not as melodic in the beginning. It's more ominous. And when you actually use it to uh, c- control the robots, finally, it seems like it turns into a more beautiful thing. And dude, just hearing that, especially when you hear ah oh, that mothership singing,
1: ah, oh, it's so good. They, and they do it in a way that, like, there's like almost an there's a light echo to it, so there's yes, like distance. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's the thing. I was yeah. like,
1: what is makes it different? Oh, <laughs> no, it it is so well done. And to that point, now you can talk about like so we are able to there's like these little scout drones basically that in the game, like so that's they add another gameplay element where you can take control of them with your little Pokemon guy, and Which I'll just now with the Pokemon guy, it's with the the council. Well, it's yeah. Sorry, excuse me, but it's. He can ride. He can ride on them. That's sorry, sorry, yeah. And it's funny because at that point, it adds in like there's an underwater section technically. So you start, they start adding in some of new gameplay flavor. Again, my argument would be it wasn't. It was just kind of. It was very simple, I felt like. I never felt too overly excited about stuff like that. I thought they'd really go somewhere crazy with some of the stuff, but it was just to get you to the next scene.
0: Uh, speaking of that lift part, that got me... That I oh, was stuck on that for a yeah. little bit. No, uh, so
1: I, I have no shame. I looked up that one, too. I actually,
0: I actually <laughs> did it without looking up. I was pretty proud of it. I was like, how am I supposed to get over it? And then I realized when I put the... I just randomly put the lift at the top. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I can jump to the side. And then I just saw it slowly coming yeah, down. And I was yeah. like...
1: Oh. that that was one I got frustrated when I saw that because I was like come on Larry <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like you could have just, just had a little more patience it's funny though that's one of the stopping points I stopped
0: I think the first time I played this I played for about an hour and then I maybe only played like 20 minutes and then I got to that point and I stopped and I was like I feel like my brain needs a break, and then I came back to it later.
1: You know, this is another example of a game, too. I'm pretty sure how long to beat says, like, normal times, like, four and a half hours. So this is just another game you beat faster than everybody else. So yeah. you you play games just faster. Even with than
0: looking up that puzzle, yeah, I think I might have been able to figure it out. And what I do is, when even when I'm looking up puzzles, I keep my timer going. Because mm-hmm. it's like I'm yeah. looking up. So, you know, I,
1: I play it fair, okay? <laughs> That's fair. No, I like that. It's uh, But, yeah, so once you get to that point though in so the scene that i thought was copied from inside was there was a point early on where you have to do you have to swim under the water and there's like the uh, the little drones have their lights and they're scanning the area and you have to hide from them and then you have to bring the raft over to get your little guy on and go oh, back. okay that's kind of similar so there's that. the scene in inside where early on where you jump into the water and the guys are scanning on the bridge i instantly just got that vibe like it just felt like it was something from inside at that point and then, I mean, obviously, the point to the Far Lone Sails, you know, you're sailing on the boat. They have that scene that felt like Far Lone Sails. Oh, I, I guess so, yeah. Because well, like, like, the music kicks in. and <laughs> I mean, Yeah, sure. <laughs> it, it just, I was like, you know, and I guess, okay, so something that I had debated about, and I can't decide if this is a good thing or a bad thing. There was a lot of moments in this game where in my head I was thinking to myself, I've already played this. Mm. Yeah, I, I could see that. And but it's like I'm comparing it to games that I love, yeah. So it's, it yeah, can't be a, a bad thing per se.
0: And that's that's where my whole caveat come caveat comes from. Is I don't think this is the best version of the style of games. I think for me, it's probably Far Alone Sales is my top one right now. Mm. But there's some really really excellent stuff buried in here.
1: See the the really interesting thing for you saying that though too is I could, especially if you're someone who has not played those other games I feel like this is going to be a lot of people's favorite 2D side scroller they've ever played. Really? Uh, puzzle platformer we'll puzzle, call it. Okay fine puzzle platformer. I feel like that might be the case. This, because it's it's an experience. There are moments in this game that a lot of these games when done correctly, you just set your, you kind of push back and you kind of watch the screen you're like this is freaking beautiful. This game had a couple of those moments. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just, I'm wondering, I guess to make you stop real quick, what is the Metacritic for this game?
0: I think I looked it up and it was sitting at like a solid 80, 81. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's that's not bad. I, I wonder if, I'm still telling you, I think the Metacritic would be higher if they would have done something with the beginning. I, I, I'm i wondering how many people make it to like hour two in this game.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, we can probably look up percents, but I'm not going to
1: dive into the weeds <laughs> okay. on that one. But yeah, I think that that
0: sums it up. With I wouldn't blame anybody saying that this was one of your favorites. Yeah. When I compare, it's so funny when I compare it to a game we just talked about this season, Little Nightmares. Like I'm hesitant in saying that I like this one better, but I, it might be. But I'm also
1: no, mm. that's an interesting question. But then
0: I think about actually playing this game, and I don't. I didn't feel rewarded. But when I think I'm having the inside thing. Yeah. When I first beat inside, I did not really like it at all. Yeah. But as the years went on, I keep going back and I keep thinking about it. And I'm already starting to do that with this game where I'm like, man, the high moments of this game are so high.
1: Yeah. I feel like I think the way that I would word it is I think Little Nightmares is consistently a game that I just enjoyed more. Yes. Like, from beginning to end. Uh, it hooked me most of the time. I was always like, what the heck is going on? And again,
0: on? that mystery drove me mm-hmm. throughout the entire yeah. game, where this one,
1: it stops you. Okay, so that, that's a good point then. So let's, let's get on to We get on to the mothership, and I thought something that was interesting. What did you think about this? There's the point, again, this is very Far Alone sales-esque, when you see the portraits of all the humans, and then the final portrait is like a robot. <laughs> an AI humanoid of sorts. Yeah, I couldn't decide, is this... Was that a picture of like it's these are the three heads and then, like these are the four people in charge and one of them is an AI robot or is that an evolution?
0: So in my head, I think it's like founding fathers type style. Like, yeah, it isn't more of an evolution. I don't know if it's an evolution of like the actual race, but I think it's wherever these robots came from. It started with a human mm-hmm. and then evolved into AI is now the AI or not AI, but the robot androids are now taking over okay because but it also could be this game is very plain on symbiotic relationships of you as the teenage girl and then Moy as the animal so maybe and we've realized that the robots are also raising kids once we go through the mothership so maybe it's just a play off that
1: you see that that's the part where i started first of all that's where i got a little confused because like In theory, Moy, your relationship with is just like an interesting thing to get you through the game. It's not the end story, even though there's a big scene at the end with uh, everybody. But at the end, it was kind of, I was looking at this. I'm like, I couldn't decide if it was a story about here. This is what happens when AI, you know, keeps going. And it's here. These robots, there's like a protocol they're following that, hey, we need to get these humans because we want to work. Because that was the thing. That was the shocker to me and kind of it was a refreshing take in a sense it wasn't all evil they were coming in and terrifying everybody and kidnapping yeah. them ruining you but then it looked like they were in a good setup
0: yeah they're still like like being dr- in prison yeah like dribbles and yeah. that was very cool like the very uh, like very fantasy apartment yeah. style yeah. like clear glass but at the same time it's also a prison
1: it so is th- so i had such <laughs> mixed feelings yeah, about right? that i couldn't decide like what is going on here because it's what are they what is the ultimate thing happening like were they going to just leave
0: So the what makes it more confusing I think is when you are remember when you're rescuing Mui in the factory part of the ship oh, yeah yeah and they're killing animals Mhm and like the juices are They're going using that too.
1: food they're giving it to people yeah Is that what they're doing? I th- I believe so yes it looked okay, like they that were feeding makes sense. people
0: so then when they got to Mui they're like no this one doesn't belong in there mm. so technically they're trying to save the little guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah,
1: and maybe because that's like an off spawn and of that.
0: Is Moya a robot?
1: Is so it right th- that that was I saw that because I had wondered that too. I don't know. Is uh, that the ending? that makes it seem like yes, they are, or was he animal and then became robot? I, I feel like can we say hybrid, <laughs> like in the middle? Okay. Because that that was my thing is like that whole scene. You know, so then the thing that further confused me is you get to the room where there's the giant halo and there's the screen. And it shows our like it shows the ship starting at Giant one star. Halo. There's like a ring. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like. Sorry. Yeah. No, not halo. Like. <laughs> <laughs> just like a halo. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Like a light star. <laughs> yeah. I love, okay. by the way, I'm doing fa- uh, f- uh, explanations with my hands yeah, as yeah. if like the listeners can see this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but trying to help. Uh, but yeah, it shows this the mothership starting at one star or planet, and then slowly coasting over to another one, like. This is a predetermined thing that's supposed to happen. And so I'm I'm just trying to decide, like, are they capturing these people to then take them to another planet and then get them? I, I don't... I'm a little... I feel like this is an example of a game where, like, I'm supposed to understand the ending more than I am and people are going to make me feel like an idiot. But I was really kind of confused at what they were trying to say. Now, the ending changes it a little bit. Like, we find out, you know, we can all be buddy-buddy with each other. Yeah, because we, like, just need basically... To go Vegeta and Goku on to make it happen. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's pretty cool. I love that scene. I I think the final boss we'll call it, even though it's funny we talked crap about, I think it was in Quake episode of season 2, we talked about how boss fights being puzzles are bad, but mm-hmm. this was a puzzle game, and I liked yeah. this puzzle of this boss fight because it was terrifying, the light source that was coming out of it, when it was doing its moves and it just kills you instantly, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think, so basically we change the source code or upload the new source code is more like
1: yes and i guess that i don't i feel like that just confused me more because like then i can't decide what is the ultimate end goal here then
0: so i want to say the original source code is to take humans and make sure they survive almost Mm. like so, help them procreate because they're ca- taking care of the babies make sure they thrive and survive
1: so is it one of those things where it's like robots because there's no emotion to them they don't think what they're doing is wrong they're just at the end of the day the plan is to procreate and continue the existence species. of the species
0: that's my my take where it was there's no in between it was just like a light switch moment where you know maybe in these past generations humanity was dying mm. so they're like we need to solve this and the robots took control or they set the controls for the robots and it went
1: a little too yeah. far. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I, I could I think that's probably what I would ride with the most for now. About what my opinions were. But at least for me at the end of the day, it kind of come it came down to that that was the weird part with me with the end of this game just in general. Like the whole end goal was I felt like I was getting payoffs, but the payoffs weren't answering everything for me. And so I was a little undecided of how I felt about it. Because I was like, man, visually, what's happening here is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, and then it was like a happy-go-lucky ending. Like, literally, you know, we get our sister. You get that end scene where you go back to the village, and you're like, you know, you're finally going from right to left. and Which is very symbolic and nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, you end with you and your sister, everything. You get the nice view. Like, it's beautiful. It's great. Everything's back to normal. But I was kind of like... I don't know. I, I just it ended and I was kind of like, okay. All right. That was cool.
0: Yeah, I f- I'm torn on the ending too. Like I like it. I like how it came about, especially that fight and what that did. Mm-hmm. You know, helping all your people from an imprisonment even though we like you said they're not being treated horribly, grant they were, you know, just snatched up and taken away from their home. Yeah. So it's it's hmm
1: You know, and maybe it's maybe it doesn't
0: need to answer all the questions. Well or maybe if we got all the shrines. How did you get them all? I got
1: four out of ten. I I got no, I, I think I was at five of ten, if I remember correctly. Was it was it ten? yeah
0: exactly 10 and there's 16 of 25 achievements i wonder if there's a secret i need in this game if you get all the shrines i'm curious
1: well I, my assumption is it's got to be like these games always do that like uh, not to keep bringing up inside but inside like you get all the secrets and there's a secret you get to Alassane reveal or yeah. Something. Yeah. and so i'm sure they did something there so maybe that's something i will look up but for me i guess the argument you could make to you is that just shows you where what ai is about right it's It has good intentions, but it doesn't have emotion attached to it. And this is what can potentially happen. (laughs) And so it's like you go through this crazy, stressful thing that happens. And then it's a simple fix of just, hey, you got to change the source code.
0: I mean, it goes back to just humans and another species coexisting. So maybe it is all about that symbiotic relationship.
1: Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that could be a good, the end message for it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so I guess it's interesting to me that I would argue. The middle, th- the th- kind of like three fourths of the way into the story, I thought I was really, really into it. Like I, up. it was really well done, and I feel like the the payoff was, even though visually stunning, musically, you know, sound design, everything was amazing. I don't know if the payoff was everything I wanted. And so I was left a little bit like... Literally, that scene is like you're watching them sitting there and the credits pop up onto the screen. It's beautiful. It's kind of just... It's very quaint. And you felt... I was like, okay, cool. I beat myself another game again. But, (laughs) yeah, I was left a little undecided of where my viewpoints were. And so this is one of those ones I was... I'm kind of wondering months down the road, by the time you guys hear this, (laughs) what my viewpoints are of this game and has it changed for me?
0: I So I think... One, endings are very hard. We know that. And it's again, it's more about the journey, which the problem with this game is the journey is kind of marred. But like I said previously, the high moments are going to stick with me more than that. Like that pullback scene. Uh,
1: That's To me, that was hands down the best scene in the entire game. I would argue that and then... The color switch. Oh, no. Well, no. So I was going to do three. So literally, it's that pullback scene the scene where you're walking and the giant robots pass by is just like i almost got chills in that one and then yes that scene where you see the mothership in the distance and it does its thing with the colors and you're just it's so the boy, simplistic uh. yeah that is such a well done scene
0: oh i i also really liked we didn't even talk about the desert chase scene like when you're oh, going yeah. to the mothership <laughs> that's a good point yeah. you have to do like uh time presses which you yep. know not everybody's favorite thing but it works with this game but my gosh, that was super cool. Yeah, that was that felt like a Star Wars scene to me a yes. little bit. Like, like, there's just, you're riding this new robot, and you're just
1: blaring past all the defenses. Yeah, I completely forgot about that scene. But, yeah, so, th- I mean, that pr- arguably is probably a top five scene in the whole game as well. Top four, maybe, even. And so, yeah, there's definitely, like, when I, when I think back to this game, I'm going to remember a set of moments, which I think, I mean, that's what you want out of a game. Yes, absolutely. So, it's but I, one of them's not gonna be the story. And this is a and one of them's not gonna be the gameplay.
0: Well, moments do coincide with story, but yeah, I
1: get what you're meaning. Yeah, fair. Okay. You know
0: what I'm I'm really starting to think is if the beginning wasn't slow, would those epic moments have yeah. kind of as
1: much weight. That was, you know, it's kind of funny. So when I was driving over to record the podcast here, I there was a part of me because I was kind of going through my head trying to finalize because I was struggling finalizing my thoughts on this game. Yeah. I won't lie. And yeah, I mean it's probably apparent based on this episode. <laughs> but I had said, I bet Mike is going to say, hey, but will the moments be as powerful if you didn't have the slow build up? And I don't know how to answer that, but all I can say is what I experienced. Yep. And those moments were good. I loved them. But, man, I almost didn't make it to those moments. Yeah, and that, that would that, have been a shame.
0: That would have been a real shame because this is, like you said, maybe one of the best side-scrolling puzzle games out there. And It's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass for now. Who knows? That could be gone in 2024. That's this, fair. We're recording this in the fall. I do think what's really interesting that you said, you know, months later when... Th- they the listeners hear this will your thoughts be the same where I'm already starting to do that when I came in when we sat down in these chairs to record I was like oh, I don't I don't really like this game and I just started thinking about it my <laughs> actually no I do I, re- I really do it's doing it's already starting that
1: upward tick you know what it kind of signifies is I think maybe sometimes it is easy to overanalyze a game and really all you need out of a game that's a couple hours long is just have a couple memorable moments Standout moments, maybe. and if those moments were good enough for you, it was a good experience. And so I think that's probably where I'll sit with this game. It's, it's not. I would argue as a whole. I would, if you were going to tell me I had to replay this, I would pick Little Nightmares over this for this season. Uh, I think I would replay Far Lone Sales as well, over this. I would agree. Yeah. But if you could have someone just rush the first hour and a half, then maybe I, you know, this one is absolutely competitive with those two games then.
0: And there you have it.
1: And speaking of that, we've kind of brought up a lot of side-scrolling type games that we've played on this podcast. And so I was kind of wondering, at least from your perspective, is there a franchise out there that you would love to see tackle this style of game? And again, you need good sound design, good art style, probably a decent gameplay, and maybe like a quirky or good story of sorts. Is there something that you'd be like, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing these people try this. Really like a new Mario side-scroller. I feel like that's absolutely cheating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm just really excited about uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder coming out. And I'm going to be gone on vacation when it comes out. And hopefully I've played it by now. Mm-hmm. When you're listening to this and I'm loving it, I hope. And I'm reinvigorated with the new art style. But do you know what game I think would actually... Or what genre... No, yeah. What game, what company and franchise would work really well? It's Diablo. And... Wow. Okay. It was like the second thing that popped in my head. I don't
1: StarCraft would work better yeah. than Diablo.
0: No, I think it's Diablo. And here's Explain. the thing. Take, have light puzzle elements, but make it a Metroidvania puzzle, side-scroller thing, whatever. Kind of like this game, but obviously very heavy combat focused. But I think what I am drawn to games like this is the story is told through either silent protagonists or the atmosphere itself. And I think Diablo could really, really use that for a game like this. So, you know, maybe you are a angel character because they don't need to really talk to anybody. Mm. Maybe you'll run into a couple NPCs here and there, but make it be atmospheric, make it be dark. And they have enough uh, variety and landscapes to definitely work this through. It doesn't have to be tied with the overall narrative, but maybe there is something at the end. Still have the really cool cutscenes because why
1: not? I mean, you could also just argue that the world's big enough and there's tragedy everywhere just take tell a small tale
0: yeah exactly yeah. and i think the more and more i think about it, i think the move sets from the angels could be super cool to use hmm. a lot okay. of upgrade systems you don't need i don't think you need a secondary character like Moy does like Moy in this game but i'm going with diablo
1: okay all right no i mean there's potentially something there i took it a step further. it's. I feel like my answer is kind of cheating because technically within the game there is a couple of sections that are 2D side scrolling but I think based off music there was the forest section in this game reminds me of the forest section in the game I'm about to say you have a little robot companion in the game that I think would work perfectly I think near automata should go 2D side scroller you have mm. the moves that you could even make it now the only downside would be if you want to keep it in this vein maybe we need to remove some of the combat focus and have it be more robot based so that it's not like a beat-em-up but there's the, every type of overarching crazy existential crisis AI based story there you go near it just got you covered it's got I think one of the most incredible soundtracks in game uh, I think visually like the Forest Kingdom they, I literally I was thinking that while playing I was like man this looks like I'm in the Forest <laughs> Kingdom and they have the art design. You could go to the dystopian city. They got the sand and desert levels. They, they, dystopian, Dystopian. Dystopian. <laughs> I always say that. I always over-enunciate that word. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah, you're welcome. I don't but know. I, yeah, you know, sometimes
0: I just let people do it. I just stuck out. I like that though. Dicetopia.
1: Uh Yeah, and so it's just one of those examples of I think that game would work really well uh, in this style. I think they could absolutely pull it off with a smaller budget too.
0: Do you think because... I mean, it's hard because we're comparing Planet of Lana of that. Do you think that would be too similar in the overarching narrative? Because when I think of my oh, example... I mean, Nier
1: Automata is infinitely more depressing. So you could absolutely... like You could also <laughs> bring in Adam and Eve because those characters in it from the Bible are in the game. It's like you could do a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't,
0: haven't played enough of that game, obviously. Uh, do you... Like with Diablo, you can do an offshoot story. Could you do an easy offshoot near?
1: Story, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could absolutely have any one of the side characters in that game do their own, yeah, 100%. Uh, I think it would be fascinating. You have the enemy design if you want, I, yeah, I think, I think it would be fun. Again, I would just prefer them to make another, like, another game in that world, but I'm sure they will, yeah. I mean, technically, they made Replicant, I need to eventually Eventually play play that, that. (laughs) but. I'll get there. But yeah, no, no, no. I think that was good. I really like your Diablo idea. I would have never guessed that from you. Yeah. And I'm glad you added that instead of Mario because I think I would have slapped you if that <laughs> would have been the only one. It's like, that's cheating. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got a plenty of those. But yeah, no, that's, that is my thoughts. I think uh, this was an interesting episode. I, yeah. Uh, I'm, this is an interesting game. I'd like to hear a, a lot of other people's opinions on this one.
0: Yeah. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend, a coworker, some random person on the street. Who knows, you know? Let them know about the glorious plan of Lana on Bits of Time. Until the next one.